Dr. Arthur Perry, he's one of the top plastic surgeons. He's got offices in Manhattan, New Jersey. You know, and he's been doing a show here on WOR for years and years and years. Very uh, popular show and a great plastic surgeon. Everybody has questions on this subject, so uh, he's the guy to ask. Dr. Arthur Perry. Tell the public wants to know. The public doesn't give a damn. And I went to his office, and I said, mm. I said, look at my face. And he goes, yeah, look at your face. What can I do with your face? What can you do with his face? I go like that. I swear to God. I go, look at this. I'm getting old. I said, I want to maybe could fix it up a little bit. Dr. Oz, are you there? I'm here, Arthur, and I want to get applaud you having worked with you on a book and numerous other activities. You want to talk to Arthur Perry? The best in plastic surgery. Remarkable knowledge, but also your grace at delivering content, which is why it's been a blessing to have you on my show so many times. When I was a resident at the University of Chicago, we had a... That means you're smart. As a really, really gifted physician, uh, I want to pay you the, the highest tribute I can give to a surgeon, which is when people come to you, they don't come for an operation, they come for an opinion. And that's why I trust you with my uh, friends and relatives. I didn't realize we were going to get the Michael Jordan of plastic surgeon. 90210 bows to this guy. And welcome. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. I hope you're having a wonderful weekend. It's actually quite beautiful in New York this time of year. You know, it's not too humid, but the UV index is up there, and I hope you're all using your sunscreen. Well, this is the show about you. This is the plastic surgery show, the skincare show. The show about your appearance, and uh, this is all about you. So give me a call, the, sh the number, right off the bat. We want everybody to call early today because most people call at the end of the show. We can't get to your calls. 800-321-0710 is the phone number here at WOR. It's free in the continental United States and maybe even beyond. I don't, I don't know, but uh, give me a call. 800-321-0710. Ask me the questions that have been keeping you up at night. And I know they are, you know, you, you, just before you go to sleep, you look in the mirror, you wash your face, you see, is that a wrinkle? Is it really? Is that a splotch? What is that thing? Give me a call. We'll talk about it. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. I'm a board certified plastic surgeon. The host of this show for a long, long time seems, doesn't it seem like a long time, Noah? Noah and I started together December 5th, 2005 on a very cold evening in Manhattan. And uh, WOR was uh, near where the World Trade Center was, but uh, it's moved now. And uh, we, uh, we, uh, we learned radio together. I taught Noah everything he knows, and he taught me everything he knows. And together, we're doing this show. And this is the show about you, 800-321-0710. So if you notice those jowls or the fat around your hips, or maybe your breasts are sagging, your nose is too small. Could it be? Yes, it could be. Or maybe it's too big or your ears protrude. Well, give me a call, 800-321-0710. We're going to be giving about uh, bottles of my daytime cream today to anyone with a real call. Now, you can't just call up and say, I want my daytime. It's got to be a legitimate call. So uh, what is daytime, you ask? Well, good question, because today's UV index in New York, everybody, you all want to know what it was. It was 7.6 today, and that means you fried if you did not use your sunscreen. Anything over three, a UV index of three, you really don't know, need to know how they derive the UV index. It's actually quite complicated. It involves satellite data and mathematical data. It is really complicated, but they distill it down to just a number. And the number that you need to know is three. If on the newscast the night before they say tomorrow is going to be a UV index of four, then you know you need your sunscreen because if you don't use that, then you're going to get burned if you're out in the sun more than 20 minutes. So that's your number three. Well, today, 
It was a 7.6. So you really needed your sunscreen. Well, my daytime is an SPF 20. It's a zinc oxide containing sunscreen. And those of you who have listened to me over the years, you know that I am religious about sunscreen and that the only two uniformly safe sunscreen ingredients are zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. Titanium dioxide is good but it is a little bit more whitening than the zinc oxide. So I prefer zinc oxide. It's got the broadest spectrum. That means it covers the most ultraviolet light more than any other ingredient. And it is only one of two ingredients that the FDA says are safe. And I talked about this a few weeks ago on the show. The FDA came out with a statement and they said, well, zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, they're safe. There are two sunscreen ingredients that they want banned, and that is PABA, P-A-B-A. Been around since I believe it was the first one in Coppertone. I think it was 1949 PABA came out, and uh, but it's not safe. And the reason it's not safe, it's an endocrine disruptor. Boy, all these big words tonight. An endocrine disruptor, what is that? It's something that kind of disturbs your hormones in not a good way. You don't want your hormones disturbed. We all know that, right? So PABA and trolamine, that's the other one. You never heard of that one. But the FDA wants those off the market. There are 13 other agents, 13 other ingredients, that the FDA says, well, we're going to keep them on the market for now, but we need more safety data. And, and then that, that, that statement by the FDA was followed a few weeks later by a very, very interesting article in the Journal of the American Medical Association, which is considered the, the granddaddy of all the journals. If you get something published there, that's a really important thing. So what they did, they took four different sunscreens, and, uh, and I won't bother you with the, uh, the names. They're chemical names. You won't remember those. But they took these four sunscreens, and they put them on people in amounts that they're supposed to have, and that means one ounce. So that's the proper dose of sunscreen. If you go to the beach, you need to put an ounce on your body. So they did this, and then they measured blood levels of, the, uh, of those different sunscreen agents, and they found that all four sunscreen agents were toxic at appropriate doses. That's mind-boggling if you think about it. That means if you use the sunscreen the way you're supposed to, it's toxic. Well, zinc oxide and titanium dioxide do not get absorbed in your body, and that is why the FDA says they're uniformly safe and they don't need to be studied further, they're good. And that's why years back, I have, since the beginning of my products with uh, New Vitality years and years ago, and uh, now with my own company, I've only used zinc oxide and titanium, di titanium dioxide. They are, all these words are hard to say. They're tongue twisters. You should see some of the words of the, uh, the chemical sunscreens. Oh, my goodness. But all you need to know is zinc oxide, that's the best one. That's what I have in my daytime, and that's what you're going to take home today if you call me like Sue just did with a question. Sue, what can I do for you? What is your wrinkle? Hi, thanks so much. Um, the question is, if someone has Botox but then gets a skin peel, is the, the effects of the Botox diminished? Not at all. So, so let's talk about both of these for a minute. So Botox is the most common procedure in all of cosmetic surgery. Depending on who you look at and listen to, there's anywhere from 3 to 7 million people a year in the United States that have had Botox. And it is the most common procedure that I do every single day in my New Jersey and my New York practice. I inject Botox. And the reason people love it is because it works. 
and it's very, very safe. And how does it work? Well, it paralyzes the muscles. Oh, that sounds terrible, doesn't it, Sue? It actually paralyzes your muscles. But we use it in a very, very precise way so that we kind of knock off the muscles that pull on the skin and create wrinkles. So we use it for the, the 11 wrinkles. Those are the ones between the eyebrows, right? I'm sure, do you have, how old are you, Sue? Uh, 60. Now, why did you have to think about it? <laughs> you, have, you should know your age, Sue. You've been around for 60 years. Okay, well, if you're 60, you've got wrinkles unless you're an alien, and you're probably not an alien <laughs> from another planet. So, so you've got wrinkles between your brows, right? And yeah. you probably have some horizontal wrinkles of your forehead, right? Do you have those? Yes. Uh -huh. Do you know why you have the wrinkles between your brows, by the way? Um, I'll tell you, there's a reason, there's an evolutionary reason. They're designed to make you look scary. Really, that's true. Take a look. If you, do you have a dog, Sue? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So if you try and take some food from your dog's mouth, what kind of dog do you have? I have basset hounds. They're very friendly. Oh. They never growl at me. What do you have? Dachshunds. Dachshunds. Okay, well, dachshunds can be nippy. So if you come up to your dog while he's hungry and try and take some food out of his mouth, I don't recommend doing this, but you'll see the corrugator muscle of that dog's forehead bring his or her brows together, and it looks a little scary to you. So it signals to other animals to stay away because first you wrinkle your forehead and then you bite. Well, hopefully, hopefully humans don't do that. Hopefully you don't do that, Sue. But, but, okay. but Botox is designed to knock out those muscles so you can't look frightening anymore. And it's actually very interesting. When the psychologists have done studies that when we Botox people, and, and by the way, I use the word Botox. It's, a, it's, it's not really fair to the other companies. There's three companies, uh, actually now four, that make, it's called botulinum toxin. But we wind up using the word Botox almost as a generic word. But there's Xeomin and uh, there's Dysport, and there's a new one called Jajun, which is still not out there yet. Uh, so there are four of these things. So whenever I talk about Botox, I'm really talking about the general products, the botulinum toxin. And when I give lectures at Columbia, they tell me you must not use the brand names. We can't, we can't inundate the residents with the brand name. So we use those terms, botulinum toxin. But on this radio show, everyone knows what Botox is, right? So when I Botox you, I destroy the ability for you to look scary, which is a good thing. And the psychologists have actually done studies and they've shown that people who have had Botox are actually less depressed and happier. Isn't that interesting? It's, it's when you can't look scary and unhappy, then you actually are happier. And, and it sounds like a great marketing ploy for plastic surgeons, right? But it's true, and, and the studies are done by, uh, by the psychologists. Back to your original question. That was Botox. Appeal. There are lots of different types of peels. And there's glycolic peels, daytime peels. What, what type of peel are you talking about? Um, the lightest peel that you could do in the office. Okay. Well, there are, there are three levels of chemical peels. And uh, the original one was the deepest one. That was the phenol chemical peel. I actually trained with a guy named Tom Baker in Miami. And he invented the chemical peel, did the first one in 1962. And he's got the spot on his arm to show where he peeled his own arm. Uh, so that was a peel that I did until probably about 25 years ago. It shows my age. We usually don't do those peels anymore because they're so unpleasant for people. But I'll tell you something. 
When you have a chemical peel, a deep chemical peel, your wrinkles are really decreased. And I have patients 30 years later that I've seen that still do not have wrinkles who have had that deep chemical peel. However, most people who have had that peel say they'll never have it again. So in the 1990s, the trichloroacetic acid, TCA peel, was invented, and that was called the light chemical peel. And that light chemical peel is something that we do in the office, and uh, you heal in about six days. It gets rid of the brown, splotchy pigmentation of the face, but it doesn't really do a good job on the wrinkles. The third level of peel, which is the lightest, now it gets very confusing because now we said deep peel, then we had a light peel, but then they came out with an even lighter peel. So we kind of call those glycolic peels or lunch hour peels. And those peels, those are the ones that we do if you're, let's say, a television star. So I do these on celebrities who come in and they tell me, no names here, no names, but they tell me, I don't have any downtime. We're going to have to do the best we can with what you can because I'm going on the air tonight. So we do a glycolic acid peel and we do a series of at least six peels spaced three to four weeks apart. And at the end of those, that series, we get to the point where maybe we're at one TCA peel. So we can decrease pigmentation of the skin, make your skin look better. There's less acne because uh, we really clean the pores with these peels. Uh, you have to be on maintenance, glycolic acid or lactic acid or citric acid, any of the alpha hydroxy acids between those peels. But that's such a long, long answer to your very simple question, which was, can you do a peel if you've had Botox? Absolutely, it doesn't affect it. The peel is very superficial. All the peels, they do not affect the muscle, which is where the Botox is. So yes, you can. All right, have I answered your question, Sue? Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. Love your show. There, thank you very much. There will be a test at the end of the show. <laughs> I hope you listen. All right, thank you so much. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. There's so much to the show. You know, we're going to talk about breastfeeding after breast augmentation. We're going to be talking about a cardiologist, a car you ready for this? Noah loves these stories. A cardiologist in Florida who did liposuction on a patient and the patient died and he just lost his license. This is just, I've been talking about these things for years. It's terrible. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry, 800-321-0710. We'll be back after these words. Listen carefully if you're interested in beautiful skin. I'm plastic surgeon, Dr. Arthur Perry. Good skincare really can improve your appearance. I know you've used many products over the years and haven't seen a difference. So you say, why should I try your skincare, Dr. Perry? Well, here's why. I combine scientifically proven ingredients into just a few products, and that keeps it simple. A study showed my skincare reduced the appearance of wrinkles by 20% and visual signs of aging by 44% at 12 weeks. That's huge, and that's real. Daytime with niacin protects, and nighttime with vitamins A and C nourishes. And Clean Time Cleansing Bar even removes most makeup. I'm offering my basic kit, all three products, for $65 plus shipping if you use the WOR2019 code. Go to drperrys.com, that's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com, or call 844-DR-PERRY to order. To learn more, listen every Saturday at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. Ladies, are you seeing an older person in the mirror? You love your mother, but you might not want to look like her. She was older and you're not. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've spent three decades perfecting techniques to help you look younger. If you have sagging eyelids, wrinkles, jowls, bands in the neck, or splotchy skin, I can help. 
Botox, wrinkle fillers, a rejuvenating facial laser, or Althera might be just what you need. And for the most dramatic rejuvenation, I perform short scarf facelifts. Let's spend an hour together in my Fifth Avenue or Somerset, New Jersey offices. I'll examine you and will alter your photographs with my new Vectra 3D camera to show you what you could look like after surgery. Schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820 or 732-422-9600. On the web, it's periplasticsurgery.com. That's periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we are back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. The phone number, 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. Give me a call, and we'll send you a bottle of daytime. You know, there's still a lot of summer left. It's only August 10th. That's the way you know this is a live show, by the way. Last week, where we were in Los Angeles. You know, my daughter was 30 years old. Happy birthday to Meredith. And so we went out and uh, brought her down to San Diego. And, you know, I, I look at all sorts of different things when I'm down there. And, boy, I saw a bus, a bus with the name Botox Express on it. And there was a number and there were, uh, you know, photographs on the bus. And I looked this up. And let me tell you something. This really dismayed me. This was a, uh, a company. I guess it's a doctor. I'm not sure what kind of doctor, but the doctor doesn't do the Botox. He sends out crews of nurses, nurse practitioners, physicians assistants. They'll go to your home. They'll go to your party. They'll do events and they'll do Botox. They'll do fillers. And it is really distressing to me as a board certified plastic surgeon to see the entertainmentizing, is that a word, of cosmetic surgery. Let me tell you a little bit about Botox. And we talked to, to Sue a few seconds ago about Botox, but I look at it as chemo surgery. What is that? That's surgery with a chemical. Now, when I insert a needle, I'm going to get a little graphic here. So if you're driving, please be careful. Uh, but I insert a needle right into the muscle that I want to paralyze. And when I inject a little bit of Botox, I know that the muscle will, and about a quarter inch around that muscle will be paralyzed with a particular with one injection. So now if I go too deep, I could do something bad. I could paralyze something I don't want paralyzed. So uh, there was actually a death in the year 2014 from someone injecting into the neck muscles and uh, it reduced the ability of this person to cough, and they aspirated, got pneumonia, and actually died. That's true. Now, there's only been one, to my knowledge, cosmetic surgery, Botox death. There were others for huge doses of Botox when uh, used in different disease situations. With uh, There's diseases like something called torticollis. It's a, uh, a disease of the muscle that huge, huge amounts of Botox are injected. But that's not what we're talking about with cosmetic Botox use. It's extremely safe, but it's safe when a board-certified plastic surgeon or a board-certified dermatologist injects Botox because I know where the muscles are. I've operated. I've taken you know four years of medical school, six years of residency, a fellowship after that, and I know what I'm doing. Now, can you only imagine a, a nurse? I'm sorry, nurses out there. You, you're not going to like what I'm saying here, but you, know, you, you have a nurse going out to your house or a party injecting. Now, first of all, 
I have an issue with Botox parties, and I actually was in USA Today years ago being quoted on this. Botox parties are a bad idea for all sorts of reasons. First of all, they violate your confidentiality. Now, let's say you're at one of these parties and you have a glass of wine. One glass of wine makes it so that you cannot give an appropriate informed consent. So the lawyers will go to town on this one if you have a problem because... Uh, you know, you cannot consent. Do you know in the state of New Jersey and in many other states, if you buy a refrigerator at Home Depot, you have three days to return that refrigerator uh, under all circumstances. But what happens if you then go and have, uh, you're at this Botox party and you have 10, 12 other people there and they're drinking wine and they're all getting these injections. And uh, what if you have an infectious disease or what if you've got a condition that you simply do not want people to know about. And then, you know, this pseudo practitioner, this nurse, whoever it is, comes up to you and says, are, are you in? Well, first of all, you know, your confidential confidentiality is gone. You know, so it's a HIPAA violation. It actually is a HIPAA violation. That's a privacy violation. Just the fact that you're doing it publicly, unless you've had this big disclaimer, had a lecture beforehand, signed away your right to privacy, which I don't think happens at these parties. Uh, then at these Botox parties, uh, what about what about cleanliness? Now, in a doctor's office, there are many regulations. I, I don't know if uh, you guys out there know this, but I spent 10 years on New Jersey's Board of Medical Examiners. That's the regulatory body for doctors in the state of New Jersey. And we discipline doctors for all sorts of things. We set the rules for doctors. And, and I can tell you that uh, even in a medical office, there can be some issues. Now, how about taking that medical office on the road into your living room with wine with 10 women? And, uh, and you know, what do we do in a situation? Does the person wash your hands between every patient? Uh, are all the safety mechanisms and the cleanliness mechanisms that are necessary to perform a procedure like Botox or fillers available? Is there proper lighting? Yeah, there's so many issues. It's such a bad idea. So, yeah, you got me going now. I saw the Botox Express out in California, and, uh, boy, that really, uh, really got to me. You know, when we, when we talk about cosmetic surgery, it is a very, it's, to me, it's very important. To so many people, it's very important. A lot of people think it's just vanity. And, and apparently in California, it's just entertainment. But if you have an issue, let's say you are a 14-year-old girl with an enormous nose and a small chin and an introverted personality, and you're just, you just don't want to maybe date or have friends because you're, you're so shy about your parents or maybe you've got bad acne scarring or something like this. When that person goes to a plastic surgeon and has a procedure, it can actually be personality-altering, and hopefully in a very good way. And I have seen this countless number of times where a personality change for the better occurred after the, whether it's an embarrassing feature or, or something was made better. And cosmetic surgery, a lot of you think, ah, you know, it's just... It's, I would never do that, you know, isn't that ridiculous? But if you are a woman with very small breasts and are very embarrassed and, and it affects your social life and it affects your life, or if you are, have been overweight and 
the skin sags a bit, you have stretch marks on your belly or your breasts sag. To have the surgery to fix these things can really be a wonderful thing and can improve your personality. And that's what plastic surgery is all about. It's not about entertainment. And when I see the Botox Express, boy, that really, really gets to me. All right, off my soapbox. And speaking of soapbox, have you guys tried clean time? <laughs> you hear a lot about the soapboxes now, right? Uh, because all the politicians are in Iowa. Where does that word come from? I guess they stood up on these big boxes of clean time soap and uh, and lectured to people and tried to get their, their votes. All right, I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is WOR. And uh, the phone number here is 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. All right. How many of you have seen charcoal in ingredients? Oh, of course, you use charcoal for your grill out back, right? And this is a great day to do it. But charcoal is a new ingredient in skincare. It's been around for a couple years now. And you can find it in toothpaste. You can find it in soaps, in shampoos. You can find it in masks. And a lot of the products that use charcoal say it's a detox for your skin. Now, do you believe that? Well, if you've listened to me, you know that I don't take anything at face value. I look into all of these ingredients and all of these issues, whether it's plastic surgery or skin care. So tonight, I'm going to talk to you about charcoal. And a lot of uh, cosmetic and skincare companies are not going to like what I have to say. Well, before we do that, I think we'll take a short break. No, let's, uh, let's leave a little bit early, and we'll return. I know you're on the edges of your seats, but when we come back, I'm going to spill the beans on charcoal. This is Dr. Arthur Perry at WOR's What's Your Wrinkle? 800-321-0710. We'll be back after these words. Listen carefully if you're interested in beautiful skin. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Good skincare really can improve your appearance. I know you've used many products over the years and haven't seen a difference. So you say, why should I try your skincare, Dr. Perry? Well, here's why. I combine scientifically proven ingredients into just a few products, and that keeps it simple. A study showed my skincare reduced the appearance of wrinkles by 20% and visual signs of aging by 44% at 12 weeks. That's huge. And that's real. Daytime with niacin protects and nighttime with vitamins A and C nourishes. And Clean Time Cleansing Bar even removes most makeup. I'm offering my basic kit, all three products for $65 plus shipping. If you use the WOR2019 code, go to drperrys.com. That's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com or call 844-DR-PERRY to order. To learn more, listen every Saturday at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. Ladies, are you seeing an older person in the mirror? You love your mother, but you might not want to look like her. She was older, and you're not. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've spent three decades perfecting techniques to help you look younger. If you have sagging eyelids, wrinkles, jowls, bands in the neck, or splotchy skin, I can help. Botox, wrinkle fillers, a rejuvenating facial laser, or Althera might be just what you need. And for the most dramatic rejuvenation, I perform short scar facelifts. Let's spend an hour together in my Fifth Avenue or Somerset, New Jersey offices. I'll examine you and we'll alter your photographs with my new Vectra 3D camera to show you what you could look like after surgery. Schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820 or 732-422-9600. 
On the web, it's periplasticsurgery.com. That's periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? Back. This is Dr. Arthur Berry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR, and I hope you're enjoying this show and uh, and others. And by the way, you can listen to the show. Uh, we podcast this. It's on the WOR website. It's on iTunes. It's all over the Buzzsprout. There's lots of ways to listen to this show and all the others going way back to 2005 when my voice was very different because I was only 14 in 2005. All right. So now, skincare. We all know skincare. Everybody uses it. Everybody, men, women, but women in particular use skincare. Now, there's a lot of different companies out there, and, and you know that I have a skincare company. I've got all these products. But when I look at skincare, I want it to be honest. I want it to be real. I want it to be effective. I want you to have something that actually works. And you say, well, doesn't everyone? Well, you know, every year... The industry comes up with something maybe a little bit different. Remember Coffee Berry? Coffee Berry. Oh, you have to go back a few years. That was a big ingredient in skincare. Caffeine was a big There were lots of things put in skincare. They were supposed to do something. They didn't do anything. They're gone. How about stem cells? Oh, we're going to get into that in other shows. How about peptides? My goodness. Well, this year, it's charcoal. Now, one year ago, there were 25 products available about a year ago, 25 products that had charcoal in it. Right now, at last count, which was last night, I found 81 products. Now, I'm sure there are more, but I found 81 products with charcoal. A lot of the companies that use charcoal, some say activated charcoal, some say just charcoal, but a lot of the companies that create products with charcoal use the word detox in their products. So it's a detox soap or it's a detox shampoo or it's a detox ma mask or something, something like that. There's deodorants and scrubs and soaps and toothpaste. Imagine that one, by the way. Make sure you rinse that out because uh, I can only imagine the – I haven't tried the charcoal toothpaste, but I'm not sure I want to. So what's charcoal? You say, I mean, what is this stuff? You know what it is because you uh, hopefully you've barbecued. I remember in the old days, now we use these gas grills, but you can still use charcoal. Well, what it is, it's basically burned biomass. And what on earth is that? It can be made from peaches. It can be made from rice, from coffee wastes, eucalyptus, sawdust, soybean oil, soybean oil lots of different things are taken by the charcoal industry. They're waste products from other products, and they're taken and they're made into charcoal. Many plant-based organic substances can be inexpensively turned into charcoal, and it's activated charcoal, they call it. The whole idea behind, behind activated charcoal is its ability to adhere to other substances, particularly chemicals in water. So that's why your filter on your sink you know, the, uh, the filter, there's all these different ones. They've got activated charcoal in them. That's why in your fish tank, if those of you who have, have fish tanks, you know that you have activated charcoal, and the water percolates through the charcoal, and it removes toxins. So that sounds great, right? And we even use it in wounds to a certain extent. We can put charcoal in and, and get some types of toxins out of wounds. And, and there are poisons after poisons. Some uh, emergency room physicians will give uh, doses of activated charcoal if there's a certain poison. But 
What about intact skin? Because that's what you and I are talking about today. So when we talk about a soap or a shampoo or a mask or something like that, it's intact skin we're trying to uh, to treat. Are we trying to detox that de that intact skin? Well, that's what the companies imply when they call their products detox. So let's let's talk about this for a minute. We've got a little time on this radio show. Let's talk about activated charcoal and what it can possibly do for your skin. Now, what is it? I told you what it is. They're large molecules. They're they're not chemicals that can actually soak through the skin. So they have to stay on the surface of the skin. So that's the first thing. If you go to the medical literature and the scientific literature and try and find, and I challenge anyone to find this, if you try and find a scientific paper that shows that charcoal can in any way detox your skin, well, I'll send you a whole kit of my products because I did not find a single, not a single scientific paper that says it can do that. Now, now, we're not talking about wounds here because wounds don't have skin covering them. We're talking about intact skin. So think about this. The charcoal would actually have to enter the skin, find some sort of a toxin underneath your skin, and then bring it back, you know, like a, a messenger. Find that toxin, bring it back out. Can you even imagine this fantasy? It really would be this giant particle of carbon, these charcoal particles going into your body and getting these different toxins out. My goodness, uh, I, I'll tell you something. The actual ingredients in many of these things themselves, I looked into this, are toxic. Some of these, some of these detox products have all sorts of things in them. They've got fragrances, which a lot of them are toxic. They've got things like chlorhexidine, which when, you know, there's ways that we use it in medicine, but you certainly don't want to put these things on your skin every day. Chlorhexidine, a lot of people are allergic to things like that, and it's fairly toxic. So my advice, use your activated charcoal where it does its job, which is your fish tank, <laughs> maybe your water filter also. That's a good idea, but don't waste your money on charcoal skin products. I'm not going to make friends by doing these things, but uh, I call it as I see it. The products that I make are all real, and they don't have things like activated charcoal or stem cells. Stem cells. Can you imagine that one? Or, or even peptides. That's right, because there are no scientific publications that say that peptides do anything for your skin. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. The phone number, 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. And uh, so, so now... Let's talk for a moment about Florida. <laughs> it's a great state, right? It's, it's a beautiful state. It's also the state with the most cosmetic surgery deaths in the country. It's, uh, it's actually almost terrible what's going on down there. Uh, a few months ago, there were all those Brazilian butt lift deaths in Florida. I wrote an opinion piece for USA Today. You can still go online and, and find that why I think uh, the Brazilian butt lift needs to be banned. You know, most of those deaths were in Florida. By the way, uh, they've asked me to speak at the American Society of Plastic Surgeons meeting in September on why I think, why I think the Brazilian butt lift should be banned. So uh, we're having a little debate. It's the presidential forum in San Diego. Uh, this should be interesting. I will probably be broadcasting uh, on that day from the American Society of Plastic Surgeons meeting because I'm speaking in the afternoon and uh, this will be broadcast, this show will broadcast shortly after. So I'll tell you how it goes and hope, <laughs> hope, hopefully I will come out unscathed. But the Brazilian butt lift 
not the best thing. All right, I'm Dr. Arthur Perry, and, uh, well, we were talking about Florida, right? Florida, the latest thing is that there is a cardiologist in Florida that was doing liposuction. Let's think about that for a minute. What should your cardiologist be doing? A lot of you go to cardiologists, and they do stress tests, and they're very, very good doctors. They've trained in internal medicine for three years and then cardiology for two years. And some of those cardiologists are interventional cardiologists. They do some very, very important work. They stent your heart. They do all sorts of things. But I don't know where liposuction, some of you call it liposuction, liposuction, I don't know where that's part of cardiology and in fact, you know, it's not part of cardiology. It's part of plastic surgery. So why on earth would a cardiologist be doing liposuction? I have no idea. Actually, we all know why. It's the same reason why Willie Sutton robbed banks, right? Why did Willie Sutton rob banks? Because that's where the money was. Why did the cardiologist want to do liposuction? Because that's where the money is, unfortunately. So this cardiologist did liposuction. Uh, apparently, he perforated the intestine of this person, and uh, this was about a year ago now. Uh, the person went into the hospital septic, and uh, that means there's infection throughout her body, and uh, died after several operations a few months later. Well, this finally, now this is uh, about a year or so now, uh, a little more than a year, uh, it took that long for the Florida Regulatory Board. There's, you know, they want to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, so they have hearings, they get witnesses, they get all sorts of other doctors hopefully testifying for them and others testify against them. And that's what happens before these medical boards. Uh, but this past week, a uh, six-month sentence, a uh, six-month suspension, rather, was the uh, sentence against this cardiologist, and he was told he could never perform liposuction again. You know, I think that's uh, a little bit weak, I'll tell you. You know, if it's a board-certified plastic surgeon and everything was done correctly and something bad happened, you know, things can happen, unfortunately. But as a patient, as a consumer, you want to stack things in your favor when you have any type of surgery. You want to find the doctor that does the best job at a procedure. If you are going to have liposuction, you want a plastic surgeon certified by the American Board of Plastic Surgery. I've been doing liposuction since 1985. I was in high school at the time, yes. <laughs> Honestly, I've been doing it for that long, and it is an extremely safe procedure when it's done by a board-certified plastic surgeon such as myself or, or another board-certified plastic surgeon. But when you have a cardiologist do this, I don't know. It gets very scary, and you have to protect yourself. So rules for staying safe in surgery is first and foremost, you want to find the right doctor and the doctor that is certified by the correct board. And there's only one when you're talking about liposuction. It's the American Board of Plastic Surgery. So you need to find a doctor. Then you need to find what facility that doctor is operating in because if he, he or she operates in his or her office and it's not an accredited facility, that could be potentially dangerous. And it usually is because every plastic surgeon that is a member of the American Society of Plastic Surgeons must operate in an accredited facility. If you operate in an unaccredited facility, they throw you out of our society because there are standards. So it's very important uh, because your safety is 
obviously the number one concern. You want a board-certified anesthesiologist to provide the anesthesia for you. So if you use a board-certified anesthesiologist, a board-certified plastic surgeon, and an accredited facility, that's the minimum. That's the minimum. And then, of course, you want to look at the educational background of your surgeon, uh, the hospitals they're affiliated with, how many malpractice suits they've had, if they're action taken against their license by the uh, medical board. So, so those are the things that you want to look for to stay safe. And if this particular person in Florida had done her homework, she would have said, well, you know what? Why is a cardiologist doing my liposuction? You know, why is a nurse doing Botox in California? I don't know. These things are, uh, they get a little disturbing, uh, but unfortunately, that's the world we live in. You have to protect yourself. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and one of the things that I do a lot of is breast surgery. I do breast augmentations, I do breast lifts, and I do breast reductions, and many of them. So a lot of you have had breast augmentations or are considering a breast augmentation. There's a lot of controversy out. We had a couple of weeks ago, I had the president of the American Society of Plastic Surgeons uh, as a guest. We talked about the very, very rare risk of lymphomas associated with breast augmentations. Well, a lot of negative things on this show this evening. It's such a wonderful field. I, you know, you hate to talk about these things, but, but this is honesty and this is what it's all about. So a few weeks ago, uh, we had a board-certified plastic surgeon, uh, Dr. Alan Matarasso, who is the president of our society, and we talked about the, uh, the allergen ban on, on a specific type of breast implant. And so those are the textured breast implants. And we're going to be exploring that topic more as this story unfolds. But a lot of you have had breast augmentations and then have children or want to have children. And the question is, can you breastfeed after having a breast augmentation? So let me tell you a little bit about the procedure of breast augmentation. But before we do, again, you're on the edge of your seats. We are going to take a short break. I am board-certified plastic surgeon, Dr. Arthur Perry. The phone number here at WOR is 800-321-0710. That's 800-321-0710. When we return, we're going to talk about whether or not you're going to be able to breastfeed after your breast augmentation. We'll be right back. Listen carefully if you're interested in beautiful skin. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Good skincare really can improve your appearance. I know you've used many products over the years and haven't seen a difference. So you say, why should I try your skincare, Dr. Perry? Well, here's why. I combine scientifically proven ingredients into just a few products, and that keeps it simple. A study showed my skincare reduced the appearance of wrinkles by 20% and visual signs of aging by 44% at 12 weeks. That's huge. And that's real. Daytime with niacin protects and nighttime with vitamins A and C nourishes. And Clean Time Cleansing Bar even removes most makeup. I'm offering my basic kit, all three products for $65 plus shipping. If you use the WOR2019 code, go to drperrys.com. That's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com or call 844-DR-PERRY to order. To learn more, listen every Saturday at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. Ladies, are you seeing an older person in the mirror? You love your mother, but you might not want to look like her. She was older, and you're not. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've spent three decades perfecting techniques to help you look younger. If you have sagging eyelids, wrinkles, jowls, bands in the neck, or splotchy skin, I can help. 
Botox, wrinkle fillers, a rejuvenating facial laser, or Althera might be just what you need. And for the most dramatic rejuvenation, I perform short scarf facelifts. Let's spend an hour together in my Fifth Avenue or Somerset, New Jersey offices. I'll examine you and will alter your photographs with my new Vectra 3D camera to show you what you could look like after surgery. Schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820 or 732-422-9600. On the web, it's periplasticsurgery.com. That's periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. And the phone number is 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. So let's talk a little bit about breast augmentations, one of uh, the great procedures that we do in cosmetic surgery, and it really is a great procedure. In two hours, your life really can be changed, and uh, the satisfaction rate for breast augmentations is very, very high. So the implants that we use now, there's two types of implants. There's these things called saline implants. They're basically water balloons. We've been using those for a number of years, but there's also the gummy bear implants. Those are silicone gel implants. And, you know, we're not doing the textured ones anymore because of that rare, 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 one in 30,000 risk of a problem uh, with those textured implants. But we're doing the smooth ones, and the smooth ones come in two different types. Again, the saline or the uh, silicone gel. The implants can be placed under the muscle of the chest or over the muscle. It's a very complex uh, decision to make. And I perform a consultation for breast augmentation patients that lasts one hour, and we do that twice before surgery. So it's really two full hours to make the decision whether or not to have the operation, whether or not to which implant to use, whether it goes under the, bre- under the muscle or over the muscle. The incision that I prefer, which is the one that the companies all recommend, is an incision underneath in the crease under the breast. There are ways to do this operation, making an incision around the areola, which is the pigmented area around the breast. There's even a way to place it through the underarm. But think about this. The people who want this operation through the underarm, and, and I know I get, this, I get asked this a lot, People say, well, I don't want any scars on my breast. But then you go to the beach and you've got two perfectly symmetrical inch and a half scars underneath your arms. And often we get hair loss around the incision. So it's kind of a giveaway. You sit there with your arms at your side <laughs> because you don't want to raise your arm on the beach. Heaven, heaven forbid you play volleyball after you've had a what's called a transaxillary breast augmentation because your implants were placed through your underarm. Also, when we place the implants in that way, we have to use instruments to kind of push the, uh, push the implants along. And actually, there's a way to do it through the belly button, believe believe it or not, and we have to place implants through a little tube and push them along. Not a great idea. So we want to keep the operation simple and straightforward. So we, most of us make an incision underneath the breast in the crease under the breast. And then the decision, again, over the muscle or under the muscle, it's a, it's a pretty complicated uh, discussion. Uh, if you are older, that means if you've had your children and you don't have any drooping of your breasts, it's perfectly acceptable to put the implant on top of the muscle. What's the advantage of that? Well, that's where the breast tissue normally is, and also the implant looks quite natural in that situation because sometimes when the implant's placed underneath the muscle, when you flex that pectoralis muscle, 
That means when you bring in your arm, that's what the pectoralis does, well, you can squish the implant and flatten it sometimes. It doesn't happen every time, but sometimes it does, and a lot of women get very self-conscious. So there are reasons to put it in front of the muscle, but if you are 20 years old and already have a little bit of drooping of your breasts, have not had your children yet, it's preferable to place the implant behind the muscle in what we call a dual plane. Again, it gets complicated. you got to pick up my book, by the way, Straight Talk About Cosmetic Surgery. We talk all about this. It's the longest chapter in the book on breast augmentation. That's a, a shameless uh, plug for the book. You can still get it on Amazon, by the way. <laughs> Anyway, so we place it in what we call the dual plane position, partly behind the muscle, partly in front of the muscle. And what that does is it gives us the ability, the very important ability to do a breast lift later in life if you need it. And tomorrow, tomorrow? Nah, tomorrow's Sunday. I think it's Tuesday. I'm doing exactly that on a woman that I did a breast augmentation on years and years and years ago, I think it was well over 10 years, 12, 15 years ago, did a breast augmentation on her, and now she's changing her implants to different implants, and she wants a lift. Well, I, because I put the implants behind the muscle, we can do, we meaning me, you're not going to do this, but I'm going to do this, I'm going to then do a lift also. If the implants are placed in front of the muscle, lifts are a little dicey because we really hurt the blood supply to the nipple when we place the implants in front of the muscle and then do a lift. So if you're planning on a lift and an augmentation or you're planning on an augmentation and maybe someday in the next 100 years you're going to have a lift, then we'll want to place that implant behind the muscle. So what about breastfeeding? That was the cliffhanger and Noah's been waiting for this because it's very important to Noah to know these details about cosmetic surgery. So can you breastfeed after cosmetic surgery of your breast? Well the answer is Usually, yes. And in fact, the study was published in this month's Aesthetic Surgery Journal. I'm sure all of you read that. Uh, it is considered the uh, premier cosmetic surgery journal. And they looked at 5,000 women who had breast augmentations. Now, 80% of those wanted to breastfeed. So some people just choose not to breastfeed. Everybody knows, you know, the mantra's out there, you must breastfeed. And truly, for your child, breastfeeding is the best thing for all sorts of reasons way, way too uh, far beyond the scope of this show. But regardless, so 80% of people in this study of 5,000 people, 80% wanted to breastfeed, and 80% of those people successfully breastfed. And what that means is 20% of people could not produce enough milk to breastfeed. So in those situations, they usually will breastfeed to a certain extent and then supplement with, uh, with feedings. But that's pretty good news. Now, remember that this is with many, many, many doctors, this particular study. There are different techniques, and, and I'm sure different doctors have different uh, results. And I've had many, many of my patients call me. I had someone a few months ago, and they called my nurse, and they said, just want to let you know, you did. I, Dr. Perry did my breast augmentation 20 years ago, 20 years ago, and I just breastfed. Okay, well, you know, we do 18-year-olds, and uh, she was a little bit on the older side to have a child, but did and was very happy that she was able to breastfeed. So the answer is usually, but if you, I always tell people that if it is absolutely critical, absolutely critical to you that you must breastfeed your child, and you'll be crushed and, and hurt very badly if you could not breastfeed, then you probably should not have a breast augmentation until after you've had your children. Because if you're in that 20% group, 
uh, you know, that's that's not going to sit well with you. So the answer, again, is, as a, in so many things in plastic surgery, you have to really consider all the different pluses and minuses of a procedure. Yes, most people will be able to breastfeed. Most people have normal sensation to their nipples afterwards. Most people have soft breasts afterwards. But sometimes people get hard breasts after an augmentation. Sometimes people have no sensation in the nipple. And the rate in the literature is somewhere around 5 to 10%. My rate is much lower than that. In fact, maybe one or two people over 30 years of doing breast augmentation lost sensation. And... I always tell my patients that a lot of times uh, you have a little more sensation in your nipples after a breast augmentation procedure uh, because the breasts are pushed forward and sometimes it can even be annoying and a lot of my patients have to put band-aids on their nipples for a couple months until that sensation kind of settles down. All right, more information than many of you men want to know. But that's what this show is all about. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry, board-certified plastic surgeon. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. So how many of you looked in the mirror last night and saw the very first wrinkle? You've never seen one before, but you've seen a wrinkle. Where do they start? They start around your eyes usually. And they start in sometimes as early as your 20s, usually late 30s. If you're blessed, late 40s. I've even had some people that didn't get wrinkles until their 50s. I actually, I have to say that I have not, yeah, I have a few wrinkles now, but I didn't start getting wrinkles until my late 50s. If just that was, uh, hasn't hit yet, no, a few years ago, honestly. And uh, my father uh, died when he was 91, and until he was about uh, 87 or so, he looked like he was in his 60s. So we're, I'm genetically blessed not to have wrinkles, but many of you, plus I use my sunscreen, and that's the key. How can you... How can you decrease the wrinkles? Well, you know, most of it's genetic, but certainly there's two things that will increase your wrinkles, and one of those is sun exposure. And that's why I harp on sunscreen. Sunscreen is the single most important thing you can do for your appearance. And it, no, it's not nighttime, my night cream, my night serum. No, it's not any of these other treatments. It's sunscreen. Sunscreen is so important because without the sunscreen, your skin is going to age prematurely and you're going to develop all sorts of skin cancers, particularly the lighter your skin, the more likely you are to get it. But even if you are darker skin, if you're African-American, if you're uh, olive complexion, you still need sunscreen. You really do because uh, you can get sun damage and you get splotchiness no matter what your skin color. So sunscreen is very important. What's the other thing you can do to decrease the wrinkles? You know what it is. Don't smoke. And I can't even imagine that anyone who listens to this show smokes because if you care about your health and care about your appearance, then you simply don't smoke. It's just the worst thing you could possibly do to your body. You kill your heart, you kill your lungs, you kill your skin, your appearance. So why would you listen to this show and smoke? I hope you all don't. All right, Noah's beginning to wave his hands. He says, uh, you know, the show's about to end, so wrap it up. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. If you're interested in the things that I am saying, go to my website. It's periplasticsurgery.com. I've got all sorts of information about plastic surgery on my website. If you're interested in the products that I mentioned during the show, my nighttime, which is that nourishing serum for the skin, my daytime, which is the skin protector with zinc oxide, a moisturizer, which none of you need. Now, actually, we're going to talk about this next week. I'm changing my stance on moisturizer because if you're after menopause, 
Yes, you need moisturizer, but we'll talk about that next week. And then there's the soap, which is the award-winning soap. What award did it win? My wife gave it an award. <laughs> they don't give out awards for soap, but it is the best soap you've ever tried. It's called Clean Time. So if you're interested in those different products, go to drperrys.com. And don't forget facebook.com slash Perry, and you'll get all sorts of fun things about maybe my basset hounds and some other animals that uh, are roaming around my backyard right now. Uh, we talk about those on Facebook also. So go to Facebook and friend me on Facebook. And by the way, if you do that, you'll get the first offers of for the specials that we have on our skincare products. That's what you have to do. That's the secret to the specials. Go to Facebook.com. All right, Noah's waving his hands frantically. He says, hey, next week you'll have time again to speak. So tune in 6 o'clock next week, every week right here on WOR. My phone number in New York, 212-753-1820, and in New Jersey, 732-422-9600. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye now.